Welcome to the Akashic Reading Podcast presented by AkashicReading.com, the place where you can learn to access your soul's wisdom, or at least stop digging the hole any deeper. I'm your host, Terry Uctana, and today we'll be working with Akashic Manifestation and the energies of Imbolc. Imbolc is on February 1st of 2017, and this is the midway point for winter in the Northern Hemisphere. This is where we can begin to see the light at the end of the tunnel and the spring equinox coming. It's when the world begins to stir just a bit, hence the Groundhog's Day celebration and Puxatani Phil. Culturally, this holiday is pretty much a non-event. We don't celebrate the day much other than to laugh about a rodent's predictions for the weather. No fireworks, no drunken revelry until later during Mardi Gras. We're far more interested in the Super Bowl ads which have just come out, the halftime entertainment, and whether it was or was not entertaining. Oh, and there's the actual Super Bowl. Whee! However, there's a lot going on at this time, and being conscious of this gives us the opportunity to participate rather than react. At winter solstice, we experienced the longest night and moved into winter, a time to move inward, reflect, rest, and recuperate. Since New Year's, we've, hopefully, been taking stock of all that was created, transformed, and set in motion during 2016, while sifting through the materials, skills, and opportunities this has created for us to work with in this year. Thus, we move forward to manifest our desires, lessons, goals, and possibly even best life as we go forward into the light of this new year. The meditations for working in your room in the Akashics have given you options for doing all this proactively and in depth. I've heard back from a number of people who are having good results in this direction, whether they've received confirmation they're on the right path, encouragement to take those steps towards a new phase of life, or additional avenues of self-exploration and career or life opportunities. With all of this underway, we come to Imbolc where the energy of things shifts a bit. The pendulum begins to swing back towards the light, each day becoming a little bit longer, and we can start to see and feel life is waking up again. Even with the hard and tempestuous winter still upon us, we can look forward to the flowers peeking the tips of leaves out of the ground, the first calves and lambs and kids being born, mammals coming into their milk, and beginning to see the way to move ahead for ourselves. Rest time will soon be over. Now we start preparing to do. Farmers survey the land to see how it's faring, what will be possible this year, and to make plans for crops and grazing. Plans and estimates for herd growth and health and viability can be put together. A picture of what the year could be, what needs to be done to support it, and what contingencies need to be in place starts to form. The picture is hazy, the details are uncertain, but like the coming of the light, the further we get into things, the clearer the picture becomes. 
This all sounds lovely until you realize it's exactly where things begin to go wrong for a lot of people. Now is the time of year where we start actively living, yet we shake off the past year like we've forgotten what happened. We start going back to old routines and old ways of thinking and start the entire familiar process over like an annual version of Groundhog's Day. Which is why, in this year of the Fire Rooster, where we're supported in setting boundaries, fostering financial health, and capitalizing on the opportunities presented in 2016, I'm hoping we can work towards doing things a bit differently. Instead of going back to old routines and the way we've always done things, with the insanity of expecting a different result, let's think like the farmer and take on the wisdom of rooster. This is a completely different year than last year. We're different people than we were, and we have different circumstances to work with, even if the differences seem small. They seem small to the farmer, too, if he's been working his fields for more than a couple of years, but that doesn't mean he can just throw the seeds out there and expect a good result. He or she still has to plant the seeds to get a crop. She or he still has to feed the chickens in order to get the eggs which, fertilized by rooster, will become more chickens, growing our nest egg exponentially. Small doesn't mean unimportant, and flashy doesn't always get it done, although it can help and add a bit of fun into the mix. So here's the thing. People get stuck in moving from the review of last year into the planning for this one. They get stuck in all-or-nothing, catastrophic thinking, such as having to get everything done all at once and perfectly the first time. This leads them to emotional and mental overwhelm, so they stop trying before they've started. Or they know what they want to do, but it's too emotionally charged with fear of failure or success or even fear of change. So they seek to do everything other than that. Or they use a plan given to them by someone else and make it their own, implement this successfully, and wonder why they aren't fulfilled and happy. Or they choose to make their plans unnecessarily long-term, and so don't take any actions to achieve them, instead holding on to the status quo as good enough. Add to these the folk who choose not to look ahead or plan, or prepare at all for what's coming, and instead rely on adages such as, the universe will provide, or it will all work out for the best, or even, I'll be shown my best path. This is somewhat like the farmer not plowing the field to prep for crops and not planting the seeds, yet expecting a crop to grow. Or roosters standing in an empty field and expecting to get fed. It makes no sense and is a setup for failure. As the joke goes, to win the lottery, you have to buy a ticket. By the way, most people who do seem to successfully live a life where the universe provides, where things work out for the best and they're shown the path, are some of the most proactive, aware, conscious, and prepared people I've ever met. They don't sit back and wait. They actively look, listen, and act when the opportunity is presented. 
Like any good musician, athlete, or artist, they make all the work look effortless. Putting words to things is a way in which to manifest them. We know this because we all realize from a very early age that saying a thing out loud makes it real. We will avoid having to say the words for as long as possible in order to keep things from being final. At the same time, we often journal and write fiction, blog and post on social media in order to bring things into focus. The act of writing coalesces meaning out of the swirl inside, making what was blurry clear, or at least clearer. However, the words always come after the meaning has already occurred. Words communicate meaning. They don't create it. They allow us to wrap our head around something we already know, we already are, or are becoming. Sometimes there's a gap between ourselves and the words, like a space where a question mark is hovering. There is a doingness that hasn't been done yet, a step between who we are now and what we know inside ourselves, which hasn't yet been taken. Our mind can't bridge it. There is nothing yet for our words to work with, and so if we try to explain, what we end up with is empty words which collapse around us. In that space is a need to experience what it is we are attempting to know, to be, or to express. When people try to convey that space, often their hands begin to flutter or clutch, their bodies begin moving, because what they're looking for is within them trying to manifest into the world. People think of creating as attempting to define the world to confine it or make our mark on it. Sometimes this is true, but for the most part, it's a way we are manifesting ourselves into the world, one project at a time. Whether this is fixing something around the house or sculpting in marble, sewing a button on a shirt or painting in oils, the act of creating brings truth and a fuller knowing of ourselves out into the light where it can be seen. It is a way in which our soul interconnects with the embodied world to make a new thing which has never existed before. Once we have entered into this doing of our being, then the words begin to flow. So this year, let's do things differently. You don't have to see your entire path, be told exactly what steps to take, or know the outcome of things in order to start preparing for this year. What you do need to do is to look at what you've got to work with and what direction you want to be going in, and start taking steps in that direction. How does a rooster protect his brood? One look, hop, and crow at a time. How does he keep himself whole while improving and expanding his flock? By being in the now so he's aware when danger comes near. Does he know exactly what steps to take and what order all along the way in order to get there? No. Nor does he seem to care. Why should he? He's either going to get there or he's not. Roosters are fighters utilizing their voice, their perceived status, their skills, cunning, 
and keen fighting ability to get the job done, taking advantage of every opportunity to make short work of the hard and unpleasant stuff so they can focus on the goal to live and live well. So let's ride the wave of success, which is what this year is about. To do this, stop any headlong charges into doing without forethought. Look at where you want to go, who you want to be, what changes you want to make this year, and cut yourself off from making excuses about why this is impossible as that's the old routine. That's the old way of doing things, which has gotten you this far, but not where you want to be. So let it go. Rooster doesn't care about can't. It cares about will. So let the ever-increasing light of in-bulk shine on what it is you want in this year, and let it illuminate new options, ways of thinking, experiences which can lead you on your path. If you think you don't know what your path is, you can use your Akashic Room, your Animal Guides, your Soul Book, and your mentors to investigate that. Learning who you truly are and what you set out to do in this lifetime may be what Rooster is calling you to do this year. What is Imbolc's light going to illuminate for you? And that's all the time we have this week. Next week, we'll be talking about how to implement your goals once you've discovered and clarified them in the Akashics. If you're interested in knowing more, check out my website, akashicreading.com. Thanks. Bye.